Welcome to episode 14 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultra marathon at Havelina 100 in October. I'm Christina and always joined by my lovely co-hosts, Melissa and Angela. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, Hi Christina. Hello. So as of today's recording, and it's it's been a while since I've actually mentioned this, but we have about 184 days, give or take, until race day. And I just, I just heard a, a major sigh <laughs> and deep breath. <laughs> so, yep. So clock is, is, is registration still open? Because I haven't registered yet. Registration is still open. Could I have like a personal assistant just do that for me? Yes, let's let's talk trouble. to. Um, we might need to call uh, Jamil. <laughs> just, just tell him that I want to do it. Can you just yeah send her a little memo and you know let her know? Um, oh, yeah. can I add something actually that is a bit noteworthy? I registered for a different ultra <laughs> since we've talked. <laughs> not you or not? Yeah, not Halloween hundred. It's called Howl at the Moon, and it is. Like, Ooh. it's supposed to be the, I, I don't know, the largest timed ultra in the nation. It's, I, I'm not sure if that's really true, but it's in, like, our hometown, kind of where we used to live for about 13 years. Um, and I'm really excited because it's, like, a family reunion to go back there. And it's harder and harder to get into it every year because everybody wants to do it. Like, five years ago, I don't think it ever sold out. This year, it sold out in less than 45 minutes. Wow. So I was like, I had to set my alarm in the morning to get up so that I could like keep refreshing the page until I could get in. And I registered Rob and me for it. So it's we, a timed race. Yeah, it's an eight hour race on a, a three mile, 3.29 mile loop. It was my first ultra and like my third ultra. And I, I don't know, I've run it. It'll be, I think the, I don't know if this is the third or fourth year I've done it, but it's cool because our family lives in the area. So Rob and I can both do it and we have childcare and it's yeah. on Will's birthday. So he gets to <gasps> see his grandparents for his birthday <laughs> while his mom's running a race and his dad. And his birthday is in August. 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 Yeah. So I'm super excited that we got in. Nice. Congratulations. Oh, thank That's... you. It was so hard to get up and <laughs> refresh that page. Actually, no, I was really stressed out because I didn't know if we were going to get in. And it was just, I was nervous and anxious and I wanted to get in so bad, but I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't control it, you know, so <laughs> we did it, I think. And that's, that's so funny. It's a 3.29. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So it's kind of hard to do that math after a while. You're like, how many miles have I gone? Yeah. They could have just yeah. made it like a simple three. No, <laughs> I guess not. So anyway, that was. Well, that should be fun. It is. I'm excited. Good. <laughs> well, today's episode is on something that we all use. And I would say a majority of trail runners use. And that is shoes. Um, so we're going to talk about shoes. But first. We're going to talk to Angela about um, a training run that she just did for the North Fork 50 mile. And this was this past weekend, right, Angela? Right. It was this last Saturday. Okay. And how long was this run? 
16-ish, 16.3, I think, something like that. Um, they split it up into, well, they're going to do three training runs um, between last Saturday and uh, May 14th. And so if you did all three of them, you would cover the entire 50-mile course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, well, I <clears throat> I wanted to try and get out there on it and see what the trails were like because I haven't run really on any trails other than what on the trails that are close to me. So like the trail I did that marathon on a couple weeks ago and um, <laughs> which is silly. That sounds so casual. Oh, I just did that <laughs> marathon a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> um, so I wanted to sign up for one. I, I'm not going to be able to see only one I'm going to be able to do. Um, of the three, but I wanted to get up there and see what those trails were like because I was, as you guys know, I was feeling little less than confident in my running abilities after that marathon and thinking that there was no possible way I'm going to make the cutoff for this 50 miles. But um, so that was was sort of my mission. It was organized by the race directors? It was, yeah. So I met the race director and um, she was very sweet and I believe it was her husband that was up there also and um which Wayne hung out with him during the day or the morning while we were up there running and um yeah so they put the they put the the training runs on and all that that entails and all the race directing things and all that that entails did they mark the course it wasn't marked for the training runs, um, but she sent out um, turn sheets and a map with the area that we were running highlighted on. And it's up, the area that's up there, it's very well marked, but, you know, to know where the loop was and, you know, how to get back to where you started was, um, she, you know, she suggested we printed off the turn sheet and Um, I had it on my phone and then I ended up running with a couple of other people and they had it printed out. So it wasn't marked for the training runs and, but of course it will be for the, the race. So did a lot of people turn out, you know, there wasn't as many people as she was hoping. I think some people bailed because they had gotten so much snow the previous week. Um, matter of fact, she had gone up the race director um, I believe her first name's Janice. She lives um, in Conifer, Colorado, which is not too far from um, where the race is at. And she had gone down on Friday and um, to check the course out. But they'd gotten three feet of snow up there the weekend before. So a week oh before God. the training run, they had three feet of snow. So she ran Friday. She went out to check the course <clears throat> and... The, there's uh, part of the the course. Um, there was a big burn. Oh gosh, it's been I don't know twelve, fifteen years ago. There was a huge fire up in Buffalo Creek, um, and so the part that was open was had dried out. It was there was no snow left, but a lot of it's up in the mountains. You know, it's at I don't know. It's between seventy five and eighty three hundred feet. I think. So the the mountainous parts and back in the trees, there was quite a bit of snow. And she said when she ran Friday, there were sections she was shin deep mm-hmm. in snow. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, gosh, 
So, um, but Saturday got up there. Um, I think we were supposed to start around eight, you know, I mean, it was super casual. And I think there was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 of us that showed up for the training run. Oh, wow. So not, not a lot of people, but, um, but it was fun. We got up there, we drove to Denver Friday night and, um, got up early, drove up there. Um, I used where this race is at when I was a kid, when I was in middle school and high school. Um, my family would go up there and we would go camping and we had, um, sand rail dune buggy type off-road cars. And we would go up to this same area and go off-roading on the weekends and go camping. And, um, most kids, I learned how to drive in the dune buggy and, but that whole area where the race is at is where we used to ride off-road cars. Um, and so, but since then, I mean, and that's been, oh gosh, over 30 years ago. So since then, they've closed most of those trails down to, um, so you can't get motorized vehicles on them. So they've all grown back Mm -hmm. over. So now they're all single track, Mm -hmm. but it was cool being up there because I, in spite of the fact that it was so long ago, it, it, I remembered, you know, I, I looked, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember coming up here and that looks so familiar and those rock formations look familiar. And, um, so it was kind of a cool little flashback day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool. When is the race again? June June? 4th. Yeah. June 4th. Now is snow a possibility for this race at that time or no? Uh, Probably not. I mean, you you know, Denver, you can't ever say there's not a possibility for snow, but chances are pretty slim. Well, it's kind of far away from Denver. I mean, I think yeah. that there's a possibility there could be snow yeah. because they it, the race used to be later in June and then the problem was the heat. So right. this is the first year they've moved it this early. So we were there. I wanted to go check out the course in November um, and it was covered in pretty deep snow then. So yeah. I don't know. It's possible. It could it's be. It's possible. Yeah. I don't think they probably will. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always possible. I mean, you can get a big old snowstorm in the middle of May, the end of May. So it's, you know, it's possible, but I don't, but the thing with Denver is you can get three feet of snow and really with, as you're learning, you know, within a couple of days, it's all melted off. So it's not like it hangs around for months and months at a time. Yeah. But, um, so we, it was cool because we got up there and, um, so we flash back to April when I did the Sufferfest fat ass. Um, and I ran with a couple of women, um, during that run. Um, one of the women that I ran with, her name is Otsko and she, um, I know she's a few years older than I am, but we took to running together at that fat ass and she lives in golden and, um, come to find out as we're talking, you know, how you do when you are running and you're chatting. And I got to talking about that we had lived in Alaska and she was like, oh my gosh, I grew up in Fairbanks. And so then we ended up talking. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, so we ran that day, um, at the Sufferfest and then, um, sometime in, um, I don't know, a couple weeks later or something, her and her husband were going out to Moab and she had texted me and said, hey, we're going to be in town. Do you guys want to meet? And so we had gotten together 
um, for dinner one night here in Fruta. When I got to the training run, she's running the North Fork 50 also. Um, and I think it'll be her first 50 miles. She's done the 50K up there. But so we show up for the training run and I hear I'm, you know, getting my pack on and everything. And um, I hear my name, you know, being yelled across the little parking area. And I turn around and Otsko was there. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, we had a nice hug. And, and so it was cool because I'm like, oh, I know who I'm running with today. So, um, so her and I ran together the whole day, which was great. Nice. So you said there's three training runs. Are the other training runs going to feature like other parts of the, the race course? Yeah. Yeah. So oh. each, each one will go over different. Yeah. The, it'll all be different sections of the course. So by the time you, if you did all three, you would cover all 50 miles. It oh, looks like awesome. actually they have canceled the second training run. There's only yeah. two of them. But I mean, yeah. you can still go. You can still go. She, Janice, the race director had a, she said there was a family thing that came up and it was like kind of a, sorry, but I got to do it. You know, family's more important, but here's the turn sheet. Have fun. So, um, but yeah, they'll, you know, they've got the three of them set up and, but I was the, the one that, so the 16 mile course that I did, it was kind of maybe a, I don't know, kind of like an eight figure eight shape. Um, of the course and so I got to run there's going to be a big climb at about 40 ish miles 38 to 42 is a big climb Um, so I got to do that stretch Um, and it is a good climb Um, and then there's another climb oh gosh I can't remember what mileage it is maybe 18 miles or something in something like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I got to do a couple of, there's really four big climbs on the, on the race, I think four or five. And so I got to at least do two of them. So I'm glad because you kind of know, and I'm glad I got to do the one that's going to come at 40. So at least I know what's coming at me. But then once you get over that climb, the downhill is just sweet. So if I can make it (laughs) up that hill, then I know that that downhill into the finish line will be just awesome. Nice. So is that the one on the Colorado Trail that you're talking about? Uh, Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. The Colorado Trail was a a dandy of a hike. Um, Yeah. So could you talk about the trail and the terrain a little bit? That's what I would like to know buttery. You're going to love really? it. Really? You're going to love it. Yeah. It was, I was so excited when we got there cause I took off running. Um, and the, um, the, tr- I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this why people trail run? Because I mean, I love the trails out here where I'm at, but they, they're technical, yeah. you know? And, and I think, well, gosh, maybe all trails are this way. And I'm just kind of a trail weenie, but I, <laughs> but I got up there on those trails and they're just, it's soft dirt, it's single Mm -hmm. track and it's, you know, there's, you know, pine needles and it's soft and it's, you know, you weren't maneuvering over, you know, there's a few sections where, you know, there's some rocks, but just enough, at least on the section I ran, I can't obviously count for all of it. But so, but the section that you ran, I'm looking at the map, I think that's supposed to be what they consider the most technical aspect oh yeah 
there was so there was one spot where I kind of like there because there's lots of big rock formations like mm-hmm. back in the trees and in, and in the opens that are really they're really cool rock formations and there was one that I kind of lost the trail on and so I had to climb up and over this rock and then I'm like oh you dumbass the trail was around the rocks <laughs> so, <laughs> you're just so used to climbing over the rocks yes so I'm like I'll just climb over it but um yeah so the trails were um a part of the trail was double track you know I mean it was like open uh, clearly at some point and maybe it still was open for uh, motor vehicles and but most of it was single track it was um soft there was a section of it that was um where that big fire had happened several mm-hmm. years ago so it was very open and exposed so yeah th- that was the thing that people really that really got them in years past because it's so hot from the heat so yeah open. yeah yeah so there's sections of it for sure where there is no there's no cover and it is it's going to be warm uh, I can't imagine it's going to be any warmer than Bear Chase was. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. And I'm not really worried about that either. I mean, I feel like we're going to be pretty acclimated to the heat. Yeah. That's and the fine. first part of June, I don't, I mean, it can be hot, but I don't think it's going to be, I, I can't imagine it'll be too bad. Yeah. But then a lot of it is back in the trees and you're in tall trees and you've got that, I don't know, that wonderful woodsy smell. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of damp and, um, you know, kind of dark. And um, so I think that'll be nice and the cool, you know, it's going to provide some nice, cool, cool cover. Um, Nice. Yeah. The, uh, the trails were, there's a couple spots that were, you know, where you had a few rocks that you kind of had to, in the trail that you had to kind of maneuver over, but it was just, they were little, it was just, you could see them coming. It was just kind of enough to make it fun, Mm -hmm. you know, where you, you know, like jump over the little rocks, whatever. Um, the, um, I'm trying to think the Colorado trail section, there was still quite a bit of snow. Yeah. Oh, And so I don't think I've told you girls this yet, but, um, cause I was, tr- I, Christina's always so good at keeping secrets and then she surprises <laughs> us with <laughs> And I'm just a tell-all. I'm like, I just bear it all, you know, but so I kept a secret. You guys should be really proud of me. Um, I had a wildlife encounter. Ooh. <gasps> so we're, we're, we're about, uh, about 13 miles in or so. Um, Otsko and I have stayed together the whole day, kind of, you know, piggybacked back and forth. And then we kind of joined up with two other gals that were running. One, um, one of them was the coach and the other one was the, the runner. They were both running, but, um, the one gal was her coach and, um, they were up ahead of us probably 20 or 30 yards on the Colorado trail. And we're all walking this stretch of the, the trail and they're up ahead of us, maybe 20, 30 yards. And they both kind of stop and grab their knees. And I'm thinking, what Mm. the heck is, you know, I'm thinking, are they, they, so I yell up at them. I'm like, are you guys okay? And the one gal pops her head up and she goes, bear track. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. And we're like, oh. So Otsko and I get, you know, we scurry up the hill to where they're at. And it was, there's enough snow there. And sure enough, just a 
nice big fat with the claws and everything <gasps> bear print in the snow and there was did you take a photo oh yeah i've got a couple of photos <gasps> nice oh, i know yes. aren't see i kept it secret um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was so cool. So I took a couple of them. One of them is right next to um, one of the men that was running ahead of us. You could see where his shoe went down. And then the bear print is right next to his shoe. So you have a little bit of point of reference for how big it is. And um, but so we, you know, we hiked up along. We're still going every time we got to a a spot of, you know, a stretch of snow, the, one of the gals would look and you could see sure enough where that bear was just, you know, plotting along in the snow. And, um, we, she said, looks like it's, it's following the boys. And, you know, we were like, well, good. It can chase them. <laughs> just, <laughs> and, uh, but none of, I mean, none of us were afraid or anything, you know, that bear didn't, you know, even if we did see it, it didn't want anything to do with us you know there was four of us and um you know I'm sure it was just hoping to find some snacks somewhere but so wow, that was that was pretty cool, cool though yeah that wow cool well good I'm glad yes. you had a good training run yeah. oh yeah it was it's good. beautiful up there I I yeah. was um super excited and it was you know there was I, I don't know maybe I'm having an 11 to 13 mile issue but I got to about 13 miles and you we you could have cut out the Colorado trail where we knew it would be snowy and I could have taken the road back to the car and I thought well maybe I'll just go back to the car and you know by then I'd kind of piled up with these other two ladies and um I'm like no I'm not gonna quit I'm gonna you know it's just it's only gonna save me like a mile and a half so I might as well get this other climb in and see what it's like now you know I didn't come all this way to mm -hmm. not do it so and of course once I crossed the road and got on the trail I was you know I was like well you dummy that was why'd you even consider <laughs> taking the road back so um it was fun I got to talk to a couple of um um pretty interesting people. One of the, the gals that was a coach, she's run the uh, Leadville Trail 100. Um, she ran it in 2014. So I talked to her. Well, she talked to me. I was like, I just asked her questions and, you know, asked her about Leadville and what it was like and how she trained. And she's a coach. And so we talked about training and um, she was pacing and going to pace another gal at the 50 mile. And it was her 50 mile also. Um, and she was doing it for her 50th birthday, which I thought was cool. And, um, but yeah, the, I, the whole area up there is just, is beautiful. And the, um, the trails were nice. They had one aid station set up at like nine miles. So, um, I got there and, um, the race director's husband, and I don't remember what his name was and Wayne were there, um, and Wayne just kind of tagged around with him all day. Well, come to find out, he's a nine-time Western States finisher. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, why? so Wayne is telling me this. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's like total badass category, <laughs> you know? I mean, mm -hmm. so he hung out with this guy, and they chatted about running and racing and why he doesn't run anymore. And um but he loves to go out and, you know, do the aid stations and help his wife with the race directing and whatnot. And, um, so I was feeling much, I was feeling much better 
um, after running that. It was, you know, 16 and a half miles. I felt great afterwards. And um, a couple of times I could like get the, on one of the, the first big climbs, I was really out of breath and my heart was beating really fast. So it really slowed down. And I think maybe it was just the altitude is the only thing I can figure because mm-hmm. it was just, so I had to really back off. Um, I mean, I wasn't breaking any land speed records anyways, but that wasn't my, my mission. But, um, I, 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 I'm not scared about the trail anymore. I mean, the distance still kind of scares me and, um, but I'm, I'm feeling much better than I did. So. Well, good. good. I'm glad I did it. So, and so I, I was trying out my new shoes since we're going to talk about shoes. I bought, um, I've been running in ultra lone peaks Mm -hmm. and I had bought, um, a few weeks ago, I bought, I think it's the Olympus, which is their more heavily cushioned shoe. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to have something to um, and I'd run with those in a couple of short runs, but that's, so anyways, I was breaking in, that was kind of my longest run in my new shoes on Saturday too. So we can talk about that more in, in a little bit, but okay. that was my so, training race. Okay. So I'll be the first to admit, I don't know a whole lot about the ins and outs of shoes. I mean, I mean, I know how to tie them, which is good. <laughs> that's a good I feel like I should be well-versed in them at this stage in my running life, but I'm not. Um, so this is a topic that I would, you know, I would like to become better educated with. I mean, I just tend to rely on the experts at a specialty running store, you know, who do the foot analysis. And then, you know, they bring me out a few pairs and I run a, you know, a few steps in them. And, you know, usually the ones that make me feel like I'm running on clouds, I buy. <laughs> um, that's usually been my experience. So I wanted to ask both of you ladies, like, what has been your experience with picking out running shoes? Uh, Melissa, why don't we start with you? Um, how yes. many hours do we have for this? <laughs> because this could take a long time. Um, well... What is your go-to method for, like, you know, about picking out shoes? So I used to be very into the whole minimalist, barefoot, zero-drop shoes. Um, And then I got tired of having stress fractures all the time. So (laughs) I needed to figure out what else to do, like what kind of shoes to wear. Um, And we have a friend from our running club in Illinois who's, like, really great with shoe advice. And so... He does shoe reviews on his blog and I would like, you know, kind of email him and talk to him about shoes. And one of the shoes he recommended for me when I was coming back from my first stress fracture, I think, was the Skecher Go Run Ultra. Like, I didn't even know that Skechers made shoes you would wear to run in. Like, I just thought they were, you know, kind of like for fun. But no, I I really like the Skecher Go Run Ultra. Like they, for a long time, were my definite go-to shoe. And the the great part about Skechers is that they used to be really cheap. Like you could buy a pair Mm -hmm. of these shoes online for 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, They, so my friend recommended them to me and they've been called the poor man's Hoka. I guess they're like, the poor woman's hoka too because <laughs> they're very cushiony they do feel like running on clouds um 
they're not they're I mean they're advertised as supposed to be a trail shoe but I would they're not trail shoes I mean I wouldn't wear them on anything that was going to involve a steep descent or anything like that they don't have very good outsoles for trails um but I did wear them at Bear Chase the 50 miler uh which is a trail that's not overly technical um and I I would wear them around you know the trails like the the less technical trails around here and on daily kind of road runs. So that was my go-to shoe for a long time. Unfortunately, it appears that they are not manufactured anymore. I don't know. <laughs> like they leveled up to the Skechers Go Run Ultra 2 and like now it looks like they're not even on the company's website anymore, I don't think. And when I was going to buy another pair, I couldn't even find a pair in my size like in either of these. So that's kind of when I decided we should or asked you guys if you wanted to do this episode because I was like I need shoe advice <laughs> because oh, it's also I mean it's not a shoe though that I would wear um so I wore that shoe at across the years for 100 miles and had absolutely zero problems but it's not a shoe that I would want to wear in a trail ultra just because I would I want a more aggressive outsole um, so when you bought it so when you bought it, did you think, like, you just bought one pair? Like, I mean, this is years ago when I first started. Yeah, I bought, oh. like, one pair and loved it. I've had, like, probably three or four pairs in the past few years. Oh, okay. So. Because that's sure. one tip. I'll, I'll, I'll offer this one tip that if, once you buy a shoe that you love, go and buy a second pair, like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I don't know, like my other shoe, then this other reason why I wanted to do the show, the shoe, the shoe I'd been wearing on trails um, is the Solomon Sense Pro. Um, and this shoe, so I'd been looking for a shoe like this for a long time because a lot of my runs, I leave my house, I run on the road for like a mile or two, and then I get to the trail and then I run on the trail and then I run back home. So mm -hmm. I want a shoe that is good for roads and trail like at the same time. And yeah. so there are a number of companies that have this kind of city to trail shoe mm -hmm. they're making. And this is Solomon's, um, you know, version of it, this, this uh, yeah. Sense Pro. And I really, really like it. It's, it's not, again, it's not for aggressive trails, really. It has, it has a pretty good outsole. That's the the main thing that I'm concerned about at this point with trail shoes is like, I want something that I feel comfortable doing these steep descents with that. I'm yeah. not going to like slip and fall um, or anything like that. So um, yeah, I've been running in those for a while and I really like them. Um, but I wanted something a bit more aggressive for some of these trails that I'm going to be running around here and maybe for the North Fork 50 and for Havelina hundred. So that's kind of where I am. You guys can, I can, you guys can share your shoe stories. And then I have like two possibilities that I'm considering for the next races that you can give me your opinions on or something. Okay. Well, we'll hold off on that. So yeah. Angela, what has been your experience with picking out trail shoes? Well, for trail shoes, I, well, I was going to say I've only run in one kind. So I also 
kind of went through the minimalist barefoot zero drop, you know, thing. Um, ran barefoot for a while when we lived in California. Um, and, but then knew I didn't want to just be barefoot, but I wanted a minimalist type of shoe. So I, I ran for a while in, um, New Balance makes a, a Minimus, and I think it's called Minimus trail shoe. Is it the WT 1010? Oh, I'm not sure. I wore, or the 110s, the 110s or the 1010s. 110s. I wore those for years too. And I still have them and they're still one of my favorite shoes. I mean, like I put them on and I feel like I'm just like, I'll wear them, you know, whatever with my jeans or whatever, you know, and I just love them. Um, but I ran in them for a while. And when I ran my first marathon, I ran in, in some new balance minimus shoes too. Um, but at the end of that first marathon, my, the, the bottom of my feet hurt. I didn't have any blister problems or anything, but the bottom of my feet hurt. And I just felt like I knew if I was going to do, continue to run on the road and do distance that I was going to have to have some more cushion on the bottom of my feet. So I haven't had any problems with stress fractures or, or anything else. Um, I, I'm convinced that I just don't run that hard. I, you know, I mean, I just don't think I run hard enough or, you know, push myself hard enough that to, to injure myself that way. But, um, I, I've tried a few different shoes and I, I liked, I mean, I made that transition from like a regular, when I first started running, I wore Asics, whatever, you know, whatever the Asics brand was with a pretty big drop. And then when I made that transition to zero drop, um, you know, it, your calves really take a beating Yes. getting adjusted. <laughs> and so I'm like, there's no way I'm going to go through that again. So, and I, and I didn't have any problems with the zero drop. I felt like I was running okay. And so I wanted to kind of stay with that, um, with that. Um, can you explain what zero drop is? Well, it's the, the, and Melissa might do better, but it's the, the, it's the, the amount of, um, drop between your heel and your toe. So how close your heel to, is to the ground compared to how close your toe is to the ground. Is that And so like re- most okay. say regular road running shoes are 12 millimeter drop. At least they used to be. Yeah, at least, yeah. You're um heel striking in those shoes. And the idea is heel striking is bad because heel striking causes all sorts of injuries. And so that's why I wanted to do the zero drop, but then I'm running on my toes and had all sorts of calf and tibia injuries. It's just like, Uh, where you want to be injured. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think you, I think everybody, you, you know, I, I think what I've learned from going through that and making that adjustment and running in zero drop and changing how I ran because when I first started running I'm like I don't you know I don't know how and I pro- I don't know how to run and so I think I probably did go out and run you know I would stretch my legs out way out in front of me I was running one time and and one of the men I worked with had driven by me on the road on the way to the mine and he caught up with me at the office later and he's like hey I saw you running I'm like yeah I saw you and he goes you really striding out there he goes you had your he said you were stretched way out there on that downhill 
And I, so then we got to talking about that and, you know, so then I am learning, okay, maybe I shouldn't be, have my leg out that far ahead of my body, you know? So, you know, then I, so I changed really a lot how I ran when I was learning to run with those Mm -hmm. lower drop shoes and, and running more in the middle of my foot, um, and not just on my heel. But I think every, you know, but I see, I mean, you look at run pictures of people and people of have all different strike methods of with their feet. Some people run like champs with a heel strike and can run yeah. for miles and miles and miles. And I tried to do it the other day and I, I thought I was going to fall over because I haven't run that way before. So I don't, I'm like, I don't even know how you run that way, mm-hmm. you know. But somebody else that runs that way may try and run up, you know, on their toes or in the middle of their foot and feel like they're trying to do the ballet. So, you know, I think everybody there, I don't think there's one set way and I don't think there's one set shoe that's right for everybody. Some people do great in zero drop. Some people do great with a 14 millimeter stack. I think it just depends on the, your body shape and how you run and your gait and all of that. I just don't think there's a one one shoe for everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I first got fitted in, um, New Balance and I ran in New Balance for years, for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know, feet change, you know, our bodies change. And I thought, you know, I better get fitted, refitted for, cause I would just go through the series. I think I was running like the, the, for road shoes, 700 series. So I would just follow the next, Mm -hmm. you know, progression, whatever the next model was. So I got refitted and turns out I was like, um, you know, my foot had changed. I was like pronating and they're like, you should try the Brooks. And I felt so like I was betraying New Balance. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm a New Balance runner. You know, I'm sponsored by the, no, I'm not sponsored, but you know, I, I I just you know, I was so loyal to New Balance, no other shoe that I'm gonna run in. And I put on those Brooks adrenaline for road at this point, and it was literally like clouds. And I was like, I love them. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a Brooks girl now. So I ran in those and the adrenaline, I think it was GTS for the road. And then when I went to go and get trail shoes, I got fitted for trail shoes, unbeknownst to my, my road shoes. And I got fitted again, exactly for the Brooks adrenaline counterpart, the trail. There's like, it's the same model Brooks adrenaline, but there's like ASRs for trail and then GTS for road. Mm -hmm. So I got fitted for the Brooks adrenaline ASR for trail. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So I, so I've been in Brooks for, uh, geez, what is it? Three, four, four years now, the same model. And now I'm wondering, um, and it, it, having issues with shoes, if my feet is like a crap shoot, I don't know if I'm getting blisters because of the shoes and I've tried socks. I could do the same thing four days in a row and one day I'll get blisters. The other three I won't. And it just, I, I can't figure it out. So now I'm wondering, well, do I need a new shoe? So I wanted to ask both of you, like what sort of issues have both of you encountered with any one of your shoes that you've had? 
if you, if you've had any issues. How much time do we have? <laughs> I haven't had. I, I mean, I. Um, let's see. I I didn't. I I tried. Okay, so after I ran in the New Balance. Um, minimus and decided I needed a little more cushion if I was going to run on the road. Um, I got a pair of um, Saucony Kinvara 5s because I heard they were supposed to be pretty wide um, in the toe box and they had like a four millimeter drop but they had quite a bit of cushion and so I bought a pair of those. Um, my biggest issue with any shoes, not necessarily just with the Sauconys but in training over the course of, of the miles of running is I was getting black toenails like crazy. Oh, you need a larger size then. Well, I was, I had space up in my toes, you know, up ahead of my toe. And if I got bigger, cause I was even going a half a size up. Yeah. And so I had that, you know, distance yeah. up at the top, but I just, I don't know. I just was having problems you know, my big toes, you know, my first big long runs, I'd lose my big toes. And my, I mean, I, at one point, I think I had six of them, six or eight of them that were black or purple, you know, and they didn't hurt me when I was running. So I was thankful for that. They just looked ugly, you know? Um, but then I they look beautiful. They're the, oh mark, the mark of an ultra runner. <laughs> I know. That's what Wayne used to tease me. He's like, you, he goes, you show these things off like a badge of honor. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I earned them, man. They were, you know, and, uh, you know, and it was great. Cause I could have sort of like a, you know, an injury without actually hurting, which is, you know, great. I don't, you know, but I, I just, that's really been the only problem that I've had with, with shoes is having my toenails get black. I haven't really had any issues with blisters. I blistered at um, um, Bear Chase, but I think it's because there was those water crossings and my feet were wet. And I think it was more of a sock issue than a shoe issue. I never had blisters at Bear Chase either time. I never had blisters running the 100 miles either. That's good. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now, what do you attribute that to? Um... I put like body glide on my feet. I also wear a sock called yeah. features, which <gasps> is supposed to be anti-blister and apparently it is. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. But my issue with shoes, okay, I don't want stress fractures anymore. <laughs> and Jeez, Melissa. Yes. I I want like I want Could that, that be just a, just a quick question, stress fractures? Could that be is that attributed to the shoes? Or is that more overtraining or doing too much too soon? Too much too soon in the wrong shoes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was very classic, a uh, very classic forefoot striking, like tibia injury. And so, okay, so here's what I've done, which was emotionally very difficult for me. But I recently bought, okay, so I bought two pairs of shoes and I spent a lot of money on them and I feel kind of bad because I don't actually like either of them and I still don't know what I'm going to wear to my next races. So I, I had decided I wanted a more aggressive outsole for trail running 
than the Solomon Sense Pro, which is for, you know, light city trails. So it seemed to be their more souped up version of that is called, shoot, what is it? It's the Solomon Wing Pro. And it's a 10 millimeter drop shoe, which is like, okay, that's a lot. lot. So I bought it and it felt really weird and hard out of the box. And I've never like wanted um, a wide toe box. I mean, that I don't know, maybe I just have narrow feet or something, but that's never been a thing that has concerned me. But I think if you did want a wide toe box, Solomon probably isn't the shoe for you Uh because it seems pretty narrow Mm -hmm. and hard. And I felt like I just want to cut off the heel of this shoe and not Uh (laughs) have this drop. But I loved the outsole. And so now when you say outsole, just for the, because I, after we were talking the other day, I had to Google it. (laughs) So, because I don't, I don't know all those terms. So. Tell everybody what oh. outsole is. Well, I think it just means the tread of the shoe. Okay. Um, and it, it's I I wore that shoe on the gnarliest trail that I'm like normally kind of apprehensive about running, and I felt like pretty comfortable. Like I I felt that the tread was really good for it, but the arches of my feet got so tired. I think ah. because I was just using different muscles than normal and I was kind of worried at first because when you're wearing minimalist shoes like those for years you get very used to being able to feel the trail under your feet like you I mean not that it hurts but like you have a very good sense of the ground that you're walking on I mean I felt like I was running on 10 inches of plastic like it felt very weird to me but I've done a few more runs on them I have I don't know like maybe 30 miles on those shoes and I'm starting to like them and consider them for North Fork however in my panic attack of oh my gosh I've just bought these shoes I don't like them I need to figure out what I'm doing for North Fork I bought a pair of Hoka Stinsons which is like uh, a pretty heavy, aggressive shoe. I had actually had a pair of these that I bought. I think you bought I, it at that yard sale yes. last year, right? <laughs> I oh, think I yeah. mentioned this in our intro show. I'm like, I had been injured and we went to this REI garage sale and there they were, a pair of Hookastinsons, <laughs> like refurbished, 20 bucks in my size. I'm like, I have to buy these. And the thing is, I didn't love them right away. But I really like them now. The problem is I have worn them so much that the treads are just like completely smooth. So Uh. at least the treads where I am always striking. So I was like, okay, I like this shoe. The treads are worn down. Here's what I need to do. Just buy a new Hoka Stinson. And that's what I'll wear. Well, unfortunately, that model is no longer available. It's now the version three or whatever, which has some changes to it. So I bought that version three. It's like the most expensive shoe I've ever bought. And uh, you guys, I don't know. (laughs) The thing is, a lot of shoe. It is a lot of shoe. um, But the thing is, I've been, I I had had, you know, the version one and I really liked it. The version three, I don't know if it's because it's just out of the box and I need to kind of wear it down a little bit and then it'll start to feel more like it should. Um, but it's it felt um, 
Yeah, my feet were feeling tired in ways that they don't normally feel tired. I think because that shoe is just heavier or different and I'm kind of disappointed. I don't know. The thing is, so I I, I wore that Hoka Stinson on, again, this really technical, gnarly trail. And honestly, I felt pretty good on it. Like the the tread felt good. I was going down steep descents and I felt very comfortable, but it was weird just having so much cushioning and I was worried that my ankles were going to roll because you've got such a high stack. I mean, they're still fairly minimalist shoes. I think it's five millimeter drop, but it's just so much cushioning. Um, I was worried I was going to have ankle roll problems. I didn't. That's the thing. I didn't have any. So I'm not sure. I'm still, I'm still not sure what shoe I'm going to wear for North Fork. It's a question mark. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should get some Brooks adrenaline. <laughs> yes. Well, see, I don't even know if I want to stay with those shoes. Yeah. A, a part of me wants to try different shoes, but I mean, shoes are not, I mean, they're not cheap. They're not. And that's the they're thing. Not. You can't really just put them on in the store and know, like you have to put them yeah. on and run in them. Yeah. And then, yeah. It, but you know what? That that was my experience. The last, um, so the last shoes I got, um, the Brooks Gentleman for um, Trail, they didn't actually have the women's size, and my model, so she gave me the men's version, and mm -hmm. I heard a lot of the times that women can actually get the men's version and get smaller sizes, and you end up paying less. I didn't actually pay less, but do men's for the shoes most, cost less? That's what I heard. Really? But I don't know how true. I don't. I don't think it was really that that less. To be honest, I think it was pretty similar. I think the prices were pretty similar. So I actually did pretty well in them. Like they feel pretty good. But like I said, sometimes I get blisters, and that's my um. problem. That I'm like, do I need a wider toe box? So where and are you getting the blisters? Usually on the um, like on the side of it. Kind of it kind of varies. Sometimes I'll get it like on the side of my like big toe, hmm. or I'll get it like on the pinky toe and the the little toe next to the little small baby toe. Hmm. Like random spots. It seems like, yeah, maybe a wider toe box or even a larger size. Because that's also, like, I wear, you know, a larger size in trail shoes I'll buy than in, well, I actually don't really have other shoes. <laughs> like, all I have <laughs> yeah. is running shoes. Um, but, yeah, like, it I would wear a larger size for running shoes than other types. I don't know. or maybe It's tricky, though, because if you get a size big enough so that your toes are happy, then I, then I – then it feels like a little bit loose in the in yes. the heel. Yeah. That's exactly what my concern is. Yeah. And then I'd have a whole host of other problems. Now I'll be getting blisters on my heels. Yeah. I feel like it's so overwhelming. When I was just doing more road running, seriously, I would walk into the running store where I knew everybody who worked there because I ran with them. And Randy would be like, oh, Melissa's here. Get out the new, new Mizuno whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I just buy them and go home. Like now with trail running shoes, there's just, 
there's so many, the options become overwhelming. And that's the thing. When you go into a running store, they have like five kinds of shoes, but there are hundreds of other kinds of shoes that you could buy online. And you're like, what do I, do? What do I need? Yeah. And I find like sometimes at running stores, I feel like, well, yeah, they want to sell you the shoe that they have and the shoe that's there. <laughs> do you think yeah. they make this too complicated? Yes. I think it's too complicated. Yeah. See, okay, now so this- I, I, we don't really have like a, a, a running store in Grand Junction. I mean, like we don't have Runner's Roost or I, well, I don't know what the names of other running, you know, we don't have the Boulder Running Company. We have an REI, which has very limited amount of shoes. And we have um, another store um, that I should know the name of that I can't remember. Um, but they, you know, very limited quantities and yeah you know so and I just I mean like I I bought a pair of um I've been running in ultras is what I've been running in because they're zero drop which I liked and I um and they have a wide toe box and I have I mean I don't think I have really wide feet but I just like I have never I don't squish my feet into anything I don't want to put my feet in anything that's going to squish my toes. Like I don't even wear high heels because yeah. that's not what my foot is shaped like. So why should <laughs> I shove high it into heels something? Are awful. You know, nothing. It's like if it's not shaped like my foot, I'm not putting my foot in it. So, yeah. uh, and I, I haven't had any um, toenail issues since I've been running in ultras at all. I haven't had any, and I and they're comfortable. Um, you know, there's a couple, like, like sometimes I feel like they're a little loose in the heel, but I don't know if that's maybe if I could Mm -hmm. fix that with maybe some lacing issues or something, um, or maybe put a little, you know, something in the back, but otherwise, and I've, I've got them for the street, um, or for the road running models. And I've got the two versions of their trail shoes and I, I love them. And so I think for me, since I don't really have like those, I like Christine, I thought was funny because you said that you didn't feel like you had a lot of experience or something. I can't remember how you said it. And then, but like, you've gotten like fitted for shoes. Like that's like upper echelon stuff to me. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like what did they do? And like, they went here, you should wear these, you know, I'm Ooh. just like, yeah, here's the shoe that we have on a, the shelf. This is what you should buy. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah, amazing. Actually, they actually have like this infrared little um, infrared little mat, and you put your feet on there, and then they can do like this little hot spots, oh. little graph, so they know where you're like pronating, and if you have high arches or low arches or you know no arches, it's really interesting. It's very yeah. scientific. That's- yeah, I don't think we have that in Fort Collins either. That's pretty cool. <laughs> huh, let's see. Oh, she's going to find and, out. She'll know. Need and demand. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about ultras, actually. And the last time I got shoes, I was really hoping I was brought out some because I really yeah. wanted to try. And I didn't ask. But I'm really, like, based on what you said, well, that just sounds. Some. I should. So this is what I need to do. I need to have an equivalent I need to have like either an ultra or Solomon, you know, equivalent. Well, probably not Solomon because I probably need a wider toe box. So maybe ultras. Yeah. With a wider toe box. 
Well, and the I, Solomon Sense Pro, I do think, has a fairly nice wide toe box. The newer ones, the Wing Pro, I thought didn't. Oh, but they don't I, make the Sense Pro anymore. Well, okay, they do as a version two. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. See, I tried some other shoes on, and I wish I could tell you what the names of them were, but I, I don't. Um, are they candies? Uh, no, they weren't candies. <laughs> they I, they carry like three brands. I think one is a, I want to, maybe one is a Solomon, maybe a, what was that other one? Mizuno, you said, is that a brand? That is a mm -hmm. brand. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember. She, when I went to buy my last pair of ultras, she's like, well, here, you might want to try these. And so she brought me out a pair of each of those and I, I put my foot in it and it was like, I instantly like took it off because it was, I'm yeah. so used to running in my ultras where I put my foot in and my toes are just, they're happy. They like splay out and they've got all kinds of room. And when I, and there was a lady in there when I bought my um, Olympus 2.0s is what I'm wearing. I had to look it up cause I didn't know, but she was in trying on the same pair of shoes and she was um, she'd had some surgery on her foot and the doctor, her podiatrist had recommended ultras because there was more room in the toe. And so she was trying them on. And so I was like telling her, you know, she's like, gosh, there's, you know, like she felt like maybe they were a little bit big. And I, I'm mm -hmm. like, you'll get so used to having that space that you won't go back to anything else. And I, I love them. Mm -hmm. And when I wear them out, like I've gotten miles on them and I'm not going to run in them anymore. They're my you know, whatever, run around town with my blue jeans on tennis shoes. Yeah. yeah. I just really like them. I, so I need to find the equivalent, the ultra shoe equivalent, the model that's, that's the same as Brooks Adrenaline with the wider toe box. So if we can have our ultra <laughs> listeners oh, send us some Rob information. could probably just tell you he has every oh. – Ultra He's an that, ultra guy, isn't he? Has he has every ultra that's ever been manufactured, I think. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if he knows the equivalent of what I would, <laughs> what model I would get that would be similar to the Brooks Adrenaline. I'll ask him. Denny's okay. Denny um, at Diz Runs is also an ultra guy. He's an I'm um, an ambassador. <gasps> really? Yeah. See, I feel but, like ultra has changed a lot because I did wear ultras in their like version 1.0 Lone Peaks and I hated them. <laughs> there was like not really cushioning. They had this weird flap on the back that was always getting caught on rocks and I had no idea why it was there. Hmm. But I'm told they're now on version 2.5 or something of the Lone Peaks. Yeah, that's what I have. I and think I'm sort of intrigued by this, but... I'm still just, I'm not sold on the zero drop for myself anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I think also the problem I was having was lack of cushioning. So maybe, because I feel like ultras are now super cushioned. I mean, I look at Rob's Olympus and they the, are as thick as my Hoka's. Yeah. The Olympus is a very cushiony shoe. So I'm like, I feel like honestly, there's very little difference between ultra and Hoka anymore and they used to be like the most different shoes on the market right. like the super maximal hokas and then the super minimal ultras and now they're like both like really yeah. cushioned so i tried on a pair of ultras superior which is their 
um, more of their minimalist trail shoe. Rob just bought um, a pair. Over and the I was going to buy one. And I, <laughs> I'll probably go buy a pair. And I really liked them, but I knew that with going the distance I was going to be going, I wanted to have, I wanted to have more cushion for the distance. So yeah. I, when I get done with this, with the North Fork 50, I'll probably go buy a pair of the superiors just for, you know, maybe for doing shorter, maybe higher intensity um, trail runs, but not for the long distance stuff. Yeah. Rob said he liked mm-hmm. those, uh, but he's probably, I don't know if he's going to wear the Olympus or the Lone Peaks for his next 50 miler. Yeah. Probably one of those. I like them. I'll ask him what ultras you should try, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> and I like them because they have the little, and maybe this is the flap you're talking, but they've got the little gator trap already built in. Well, the gator trap is fine, but on the original version, there was like this little wing thingy just sticking out of the back. And there would be a lot of times I'd actually, I get it caught on rocks and stuff. You know, if there's not like a a huge amount of room to step, you know? Yeah. And I was like, why does this exist? (laughs) What is that back there? I don't know if it has some kind of function that I wasn't using to its fullest probably not they probably just were like oh they probably got enough people responding back that they went uh we should take that off of there now yeah (laughs) well if we have any representatives from you know ultra or hoka or solomon or brooks that are listening and want to send us free shoes to sample and try out i think we would welcome that oh yeah Yeah. i'll try anything and i still haven't I'm still not sure what I'm going to wear at my upcoming races, so I'm I'm still looking. Well, I only have one shoe for my next race, and that's my Brooks. <laughs> so. But Havelina, I don't know. That's a long could, ways away. It is. I mean, it could be Brooks still. Who knows? Okay. It could be two or three different shoes. That's true. You might change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very well. Okay. I think this is a pretty good topic. I think we have exhaustively oh, discussed shoes. <laughs> I think we have. I think we have. Um, so I think if there's anything else, I think that's pretty much wrapped up, right? Yeah, we're good. I think so. Okay, very well. Okay, so um, this concludes our episode on shoes and Angela's race. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't. It's ultra underscore ordinary. And um, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yep. I think so. We love okay. your comments. If you have any shoe advice, please let us know. And Yes. Or comments, questions, whatever. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And follow us and subscribe. And Talk share. to you next time. <laughs>